shame. Welcome! Here with my friend Elena. I'm here with Janet, and we are also here with Terrence. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Terrence. Terrence, I, I gotta say, the last two guests we've had have been terrible. I haven't introduced them, actually. That's correct. I just get so excited about the movie. I want to stop and say, Terrence is a cool guy. <laughs> oh, I heard Mary-Kate have to give herself a self-applause. <laughs> Oh, no, that was us. We applaud. Oh, you no, applaud. We were but she, This yeah, is the thing. It it's a, a podcast. I don't know You can't that. see. You can't exactly. see. It was, we were right. applauding Mary Kay. Yes. Yeah, so all all of our guests so far have been fellow comedians in Chicago. Um, Terrence, you've actually been on tour. I have. For the last months. August. What's the month of August? September, October, November. Four months. Here we are. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. something. I haven't mm. seen you in four months, and I'm so excited to see you. I am very happy to be here. Who are you on tour with? Uh, it's a company called Mission Improbable. It's based off of the Mission Impossible franchise, but uh, with improv games. It's one of my favorite Hello. film franchises. It's probably not your favorite improv thing to see. <laughs> you want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. There's so. There's so much to improv that you can't pick a favorite. <laughs> I can't wait to Got find it. out how you spin this movie. So Terrence is oh, here. I am. And here. we just watched A Gift to Remember. Yes. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. A film I'll never forget. Ah, um, which is funny because it deals with amnesia. It's an amnesia movie. Yeah, and that is the theme song that we're singing. I mean, that, that was sort of the vibe. Of the super fun amnesia storyline. It very much was. So do yeah. we so do we explain the plot of this of said movie? That's yes. a great question. Yeah, let's and do we that. Definitely should. Yeah. I always feel like we wait too long to do that too. No, no, you have to start off at the top with it so that I can Okay, dissect you're, you're shooting all over me. And I just gotta say I'm just so excited wrong. to talk about it. Okay. Don't I, I, do your glass on the table, though. It's too much. <laughs> Don't get it so poundy. Well, but it's just going to, yeah. It's going right. to sound like you're tearing just it apart. Just throwing things apart. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Stop hulking out, dude. <laughs> um, so, okay. We have Darcy. Darcy. Who works in a local bookstore. And this is fun because mm. we actually have... <laughs> An expert in Janet on bookstores. So yeah. how fun for you to come to the table on this one. How fun. <laughs> Finally, you're going to pull your weight on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so Darcy works at a bookstore. Um, she's, Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm, from outside the window, walking by, she sees a dog and travels up that leash uh, to a man twice. And that man is nice. <laughs> That's a nice looking man. He's and they do some smiles. Handsome. Yeah. Um, then Darcy running out one day on her bike. She's late to work. And After she sleeping is, in her comfortable chair. That's yeah. true. So she is speeding to work on her bike with a basket and mows him down in the crosswalk. And he hits his head, doesn't know who he is. So, Darcy does some detective work mm. to try and figure out who he is, mm. somewhat unsuccessfully. 
Um, which is, there are real fun twists within that. Yeah. Um, she ends up finding the nerve to become general manager of the bookstore. He finds out who he is, and they kiss at the end. There you go. Synopsis. Yes. Great. Yeah. Boom. Good. Thank I you. think that I would describe it more mm-hmm. as uh, Ellie Kemper and Taylor Swift combined. Wow. Has to save their bookstore from closing from borders. I don't know. I don't think Books, Books, Books was a chain. Hmm. Interesting. But it doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't think two like local bookstores would compete with each other that much. Oh, he, he makes Darren. a at but, the beginning. Listen, I've been you. dissecting this movie from the beginning. Okay, yeah, but also so, she is the expert here. She is the expert. I, I, can I get the explanatory comma on that though? Like what is... So I worked in independent bookstores for 10 years. Okay. Um, so this movie feels like a referendum on my life. <laughs> she also <laughs> fell in love with a man who didn't know who he was. I also bike to work and am very crafty. Although oh I my God. do, yeah. yeah. Although I do not, uh, I'm not emotionally invasive. I can tell you that for darn sure. Okay. So a little less Taylor Swift. Yeah, a little less Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I, yeah, I worked in bookstores for ten years. Um, the bookstore in this movie drove me bananas. Like, it, no, just no, just no. Like, the, it's, there's no, <laughs> there were not any books in that bookstore. Mm-hmm. It was a, like, coffee shop, essentially, yeah. with some books sprinkled around like you do at an antique store. Um, they were never busy. They were never working. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of time hanging up. Like snowflakes mm. in the window? Mm. Yeah. You gotta Origami. put books in that window, you dumb moron. Um, and then, like, she she's like... And you don't need three employees for the volume they had of customer. No. Um, they have a... Four employees. They have a boss who, like, doesn't do anything. But his name was Terrence. Name so was I Terrence. can't really give him too much, like, flack. Yeah, you can can I? Yeah, you can definitely look past that. I don't think I can. Oh, well, that's gonna bite you in the ass. All right, all right, all right. Um, a few other things. <laughs> As Liz Lemon would say, here comes some more stuff. Um, this is a, a pet peeve of mine of when bookstores are portrayed in film or television. People think the employees standing around talking about classic literature. I can't tell you how few times I've stood around with my bookstore colleagues and talked about Dickens. It doesn't happen, but it happens in every single fictional bookstore. People are just like, don't you just love War and Peace? No, nobody's, nobody's reading War and Peace mm-hmm. in bookstores. You're talking about the one that just came out. Or you're talking about like your life and the crafts you're doing. <laughs> Would you say that people like more frequently talk about like the Hunger Games trilogy? Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. new books. Also, mm-hmm. she was so excited because her favorite author had a new book out, and when she got there on its release day, they were like, "We saved you a copy. It's at the front counter." That never. Happens. She would have had that book months ago. Oh. She would have got an advanced copy, even if she didn't. As soon as the books were delivered, she would have taken one home. She's not waiting till release day to read that book. Everything about it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I acknowledge that none of this is interesting, but 
And Hallmark does not do business as well, but this one was right. particularly made me insane. Well, yeah. It was a, a real salt in the wind one for you. Yeah. yeah. And then later, yeah. they're talking about their, um, like, rival bookstore, Books with Books, and she's like, half of their inventory isn't even books, which is how every single independent bookstore in the United States stays, stays in, in business. business. Yeah. And the fact that they were being like, ugh. We're Chaucer's. We don't even sell books. <laughs> it's like, I also feel like books, books, books is a less copyrighted way to say books a million. But anyway, they, she works in a bookstore that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she sees this guy. He's walking his dog past the bookstore a few days in a row. She stares at him like he's a oh, piece of steak. Lamb chop. Okay, so we like different meats, but whatever. <laughs> same thing, same thing. <laughs> And then she hits him with her bike. That's, yeah. That's how I go after dudes. <laughs> here's, here's my thing about this movie. Yeah. There were so many crimes committed. <laughs> she hit him with a bike. She read his mail. Uh, she, did she broke open the into cards? Doesn't or matter. Just the she got his address from it. Kay. She read it. Uh she breaks into this house, not necessarily breaks into, she had a key. She stole the key. That's still... She picked, yeah, she picked it up off the ground. Picked it yeah. up off the ground. She And it's the first key entrance. she used, there were like five keys on that key ring. How did the first key she used go into the door? Perfectly. She's yeah. got the touch. Mm. I've never been around the treatment of someone with amnesia, mm. but I'm pretty sure this is not how it goes. I almost mm, wish yeah. that part of this movie was also like Homeward Bound. Where the dog is now loose, <laughs> and he has to find his way home as well. Look, that would be. I would have loved glory. the dog to have an inner monologue that we could hear. Ooh. <laughs> Are you being Ooh. serious? Yeah. Because this is a funny joke. With but maybe, serious, with I can't maybe. agree. With <laughs> like if we're if we're joking, then yeah, I'm on board. With maybe like a British accent. Or something so the whole time that she's like looking around the apartment he's like this isn't my apartment at all <laughs> hello i'm bailey <laughs> oh my god why, I'm are you giving, why are you giving him that sweater this couch is comfortable <laughs> you okay can i get on I the bed i don't i don't know that that would make this movie better for me but i love that you i i well that dog knew that dog knew what none of us knew that's true the whole time yeah. I, I could lot. do with some more lingering on Bailey's face shots of confusion, <laughs> yeah. if that would help. So at the scene at the scene of the accident, so like Darcy hits Mystery Amnesia Man with her bike. Aiden. It knocks him out cold. He's mm-hmm. taken away in an ambulance. And then a, a strange woman just walks over and goes, Oh, here's your dog, ma'am, and like hands her his dog. The leash. Yeah. The leash. Um, and then she picks up his keys, like, off the ground and and some Christmas cards that he was mailing. And we see the phone go into a rain gutter yeah. to Pennywise. In, a, in the wallet. To Pennywise, yeah. correct. Yeah. Which I will never see. I just... Oh, same. No, no, no. So, There's yeah. nothing about it that I want to see. So then he wakes up in the hospital with amnesia, and there are very few clues as to who he is. Mm-hmm. He's John Doe at one He's point John in time. Doe. So all they're going on, they get the return address from um, the Christmas cards that he was mailing. 
And then they go to that apartment, and as Taryn said, walk in. <laughs> Break in, more, yeah, more or less. head right in. And then try to start figuring out who he is based on the stuff in the apartment. Mm. Here's the thing. I thought about this a lot during the movie. Like, if I had amnesia and you somehow got into this apartment, I feel like you would know who I was within 20 minutes. You would I, have a lot of facts. Yeah, that's true. Well, your apartment's amazing. Your apartment is great. Oh, your apartment's yeah. wonderful. Oh, There's a Hamilton poster oh, hanging guys, up. There's a Hamilton thanks. playbill hanging up, and I'm very excited about you it. T- you tell a story with your decor. Oh, yeah. Not everyone does. But beyond, like, the decor, like, you could walk in and be like, this person reads a lot and crafts. There's nothing wrong with that. They probably have a Hallmark podcast <laughs> based now, on what's in the DVD. But I think you. you would also be able to find a ton of identifying information. My Let's try are... this. Head outside. Parents <laughs> and I are going to rifle through all your shiz. And we'll find out who you really are. Really are. Um, but up. I think the thing that we have to very much talk about in this that's podcast. That's a good idea for a show. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. That's our next you podcast. You would be amazing at that. Thank you. That is such a compliment. Elena right? the sleuth. Don't I... you think she would be? Super sleuth Elena. You're not answering the question. You know how I know that? Because I'm a super effing sleuth. Okay, well, I'm going to segue here. <laughs> I because would watch that show. I think the thing that we haven't talked about yet mm-hmm. is the reveal that happens towards the end of the movie of knowing that this isn't Aiden's apartment. Yes. Okay, we can go there. Yeah. I wanted to talk more about how good I am at sleuthing. But fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll sleuth that for another day. Oh, well, okay. So, yeah. What do you want to say about that? No, I, 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 it's just that we were... You want to take, he's, he wants us to go there. I want us to go yeah, there. Yeah, so because it's... Well, and this is very frustrating. And obviously it's all like, you know, it drives the plot and the mystery. But they go to this apartment. They find a single business card. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is who this guy is. Yeah. And then they go off that and they just keep building from that thread. It's like, he never gets mail. They never, like, there's no, fo- there's one photo of him that they look at. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, I feel like they should have tried a lot harder. There are a lot more photos of me in my apartment. Because you take photos with your friends mm-hmm. or your family. So, looking at my photos, you would know who I am. You would know whose apartment this is. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm, You're going to be the listen, dude? I'm going to be the dude. Binary is over. It's 2017. I very much subscribe to that. However, I will say that because I my pronouns are definitely he, he, him, his. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no, no photos of myself or any of like my friends inside of my like apartment. There are no photos. There were no photos. So, armed with the armed with one business card worth of knowledge. Okay, I have another question. Okay, go ahead. So, the few photos that he does have, one is, like, his college days, and then one of his girlfriend, mm-hmm. which is an 8 by 11 candid of her. Did he blow that photo, that terrible photo up, or mm. did she make sure it was in his apartment? It was a horrible photo. Yeah, so... It was a terrible photo. She wouldn't have done that. I don't, I don't even know. If I was like, I'm going to give you an 8, an eight by 11 of me... Or an 8x10. 8x10. 8x10 of me. It's gonna be a good photo. Yeah. Also, side note to Also, that. she's a professional dancer. She's right. She's a heavily photographed 
person. Right. Do you think the actress that played her was just a stock image? For sure. Because so, they didn't have to pay you her. You never see her. So the actress that played her isn't an actress that played her. At, at all. For sure. Okay, cool. All right, or continue. it's like someone in production. Ooh. They're like, okay. everybody bring in a photo. We need a name tag. <laughs> the first you one. Photoshop and a name the tag best on one that. goes in the on the set. <laughs> yeah. Someone specifically send us an eight by eleven and a half photo. <laughs> and we will have that framed. Or is that eight and a half we, by we 11? We cannot agree on the dimensions 10. of this photo. Eight by ten. Do you think it's eight by ten? Eight by ten. Do you really think it was photo. that wasn't a headshot? Eight it was not eight by, by ten. But that's what a, a photo that big is. is eight and a half by eleven is paper. notebook paper. I think the photo was 10. notebook paper. Size. I kind of do too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only in a half. But only shot. yeah. Frames only that's come in eight by ten. Yeah. Anyway, except for diplomas, those are eight and a half by eleven. Thank you. Okay. Well. Oh. They did graduate from the awesome. Ohio State. The Ohio the State. Ohio State. Well done. Um. Yeah. So his apartment, this apartment, is not decorated for Christmas at all. No. Which I love how they talk about that because it just proves how evil he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not Aiden. Anyone, but they're but they're saying. It's William. Anyone who doesn't decorate for Christmas is a cold-hearted son of a gun. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. always the undertone. To yeah. that conversation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when the guy comes back and he's like, this is my apartment. Why mm-hmm. did you decorate it? You're like not supposed to like this guy. You're like, he's cold hearted. But actually he was kind of great. I loved him. <laughs> he gave <laughs> zero reactions to two complete strangers <laughs> yeah. being I... in his apartment. And he was like, what's, oh, you're, you have amnesia? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, you had an amnesia? Sorry, I was in LA. So that yeah, was his entire, that was his entire just apology. To be as clear as possible, like the man who was hit and got amnesia is named Aiden. He was staying at a friend's apartment, mm-hmm. and so Darcy mistakenly assumes that it's his apartment and ascribes all of the apartment personality and you know life facts to Aiden. And then at one point, when Aiden gets released from the hospital, they're back in that apartment, and then the real <laughs> William Anderson comes home. <laughs> You're like, what's happening? Like, uh, Why'd you decorate? Aiden? <laughs> and also, he's like, Why'd you call my girlfriend and tell her I had him? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Awesome. He did say that. And then, and with just, the most disdain, he... goes, Is someone baking something? <laughs> I think I was mostly tickled Listen. when they kept referring to him as Mr. Anderson. I'm a huge Matrix fan. So, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Every time he said it, I was like, oh, he's a Smith. And it made me very happy. Hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm real into William Anderson. I have a big crush on him. That's so funny. I just loved him. Um, well, it's good because you need to devote your time to something uh, other than books and crafts. Can we, okay. Yeah. Direct. There was a horrible, a horrible, because as, as with all hallmarks, at some point, uh, one of the main characters, with the female lead's friends, Mm -hmm. gives her some like really invasive advice about how she's not putting herself out there. And so, (laughs) um, what's her face? Uh, Darcy gets to work one day, having made like 
snowflakes for the store. Did she make snowflakes or did she make like the little book decals? She made those too. She made books out of matchbooks. And snowflakes. And snowflakes. Okay. She made a lot of decorations she, knowing that it would save the store. She had made some decorations in her free time, brought them to work, and then her coworker says, I just wish you'd channel all that energy into something beside books and crafts. <laughs> Which really hurt. Which I would like to say, <laughs> I wish she'd channeled that energy when she was on the clock. Yeah. Because mm. you She's did not a, need that many people wandering around an empty bookstore. <sighs> you could have been crafting then for things that are actually for the bookstore. That is a great use of your time. Yeah. You're being paid for. As mm. always, the characters in this movie were terrible employees. But look, but look <laughs> Terrence loved all of his employees. Yes. They were like his family. That's true. Which is why it's always a bad business. Ah. I've realized through doing these podcasts... That most of my opinions on Hallmark movies are about how poorly run the businesses are. <laughs> I mean, the relationships and like the personal growth. There's some some major leaps that are taken there. Yeah, but the books. biggest <laughs> like disbelief that you have to suspend is definitely on how a business is run. Yeah, and then she like stops showing up to work. Yeah, that's never addressed. And then comes back in. And it's like, oh, I want to be general manager. He's like, cool, do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you have any problems with the fact that she, like, hasn't been showing up for work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She took a whole day off to hit a guy with her bike. <laughs> Five days before Christmas. But wait, can we talk about Luigi? And then, like, yeah, and then a few days to. later, at one point, she when they were just decorating the apartment, she was like, Josh is covering my shift at the store. It's like, nope, no, 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 nope, nope. It's December 22nd. You got to be at yeah. that store. You are all on shift. No one's yeah. covering a shift. No one has the day off. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry to bring that. I'm sorry to, to poke that wound again. Um, we do have two characters that become her surrogate parents because, mm. of course, mm. she is an orphan. There's a lot of orphans. Yeah, this is a very lot interesting. of orphans in Hallmark movies. Earlier today, we were. I was just talking about the narrative structure. Mm-hmm. So the there's the storytelling structure, um, and a lot of the like classic stories that we like n- hold near and dear, a lot of them are orphans. Mm-hmm. The Wizard of Oz, <clears throat> Harry Potter, Annie, just to name a few. Okay. Um, and I guess the idea comes from, or at least the theory that we proposed was that the idea comes from uh, someone with a like tragic backstory. Rising against something that wasn't already perceived that they can do. Mm-hmm. There's also that classic, like hero narrative mm-hmm. of needing to find their way on their own. Yes, no one like mentoring or leading them. Mm-hmm. But in this, we actually had like they could have just been her parents, but yeah. they wanted to have a beeline story of them falling in love. Yeah. Right? Ah, yes. So it's Luigi. Who, for some reason, for some reason, he owns an Italian restaurant, of course, because his name is Luigi. Luigi, mm-hmm. And he only charges her $5, but makes her amazing meals. Because Every day. otherwise, she wouldn't feed herself. What? Right. And then later on, we're supposed to believe that she's someone who sees a problem and takes care of it. However, we also know that she cannot feed herself. Even though she's a <laughs> bookseller... And lives in, like, a palatial apartment. 
Oh, it's gorgeous. Like an enormous. Oh, the apartment was beautiful. When they first walk in. But she can't afford Italian food. No. Yeah, her. And, gotta have one right, or the other. And lives on her own. <laughs> gotta have one or the other. Her coworker comes to see her, and there's a moment when they're first. It's kind of a wide shot of the apartment, and the echo of their heels on that hardwood <laughs> floor is like so soundstage. Like yeah. it's just that echo doesn't belong to that space. Hey, Hallmark, it's a big space, but it's not that big. Hallmark operates under the cheapest budget that they can, and For they sure. get a lot done. You get a lot done. They pay as few actors as possible. That's why, like, everybody has, like, a coworker or an assistant or a landlord who's intensely involved in their lives <laughs> because everybody has to play two roles, essentially. Mm. Right. I'm the landlady, but I'm also your mother, which is why we killed your mother <laughs> off. Ah, yes, the landlady. Mrs. But I loved her. Mrs. Henley. Now, uh, she was having a great time in this movie. And she, she was having a great time. The best outfit. She was the best. Her, Her closet. The train. Killer. Killer. Now, my yes. biggest problem. Yes, tell me everything. I will. I will. My biggest problem with Mrs. Henley was that she portrayed two uh, mm-hmm. very big African American or black uh, movie stereotypes. Yes. Um,. One of them, uh, and this is the explanatory comma that I'm going to use uh, from another podcast that I got that Great. term from, um, uh, of Mammy, mm-hmm. uh, which is the the mother of the the mother of the building, the mother of the compound. Yeah. Um, she had cookies prepared, decorating, doing all the like house duties, uh-huh. um, and another term called uh, mystical Negro. Yes. Which mm-hmm. uh, is the spiritual and uh, uh, thoughtful and like almost possesses this like magical uh, understanding of mm-hmm. the lead white character's uh, problem. Yeah. And so, and all throughout the story, even from mm-hmm. like coming into this person's house that they still didn't know. This is one of the biggest problems I have with this movie. They were just <laughs> in this house for a lot of it and they didn't really know who this dude was. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. even in that situation, propelling, uh, Darcy forward with her, like, endeavors was, like, her role in so this. He- so here's a question. Yes. Because I don't, I don't know that this character was written to be black. Interesting. Why, why would you say that? Well, because I think that the stereotypes you're saying are correct, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if they recognized that this character had those things, so then mm-hmm. they cast a black woman. Mm-hmm. Or were they like this was always meant to be a black woman? I think, in- and she was written that way. I think intention, intention, and casting. Mm-hmm. You can't find the one that came before. It's like a chicken and an egg situation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, so, like with how the character was written, if it was a white woman, no, we wouldn't have these situations, or like this, or I wouldn't have this like belief put in place. But because it was a black woman, and knowing. Mm-hmm the like stereotypes behind that type of character she embodied all of those okay so it was one of those like you really don't know like you can put the chicken before the egg Mm -hmm. but the product showed that character also there were two black people in this movie but one never had a line he was the other co-worker who during the board meeting with terrence i don't know if you saw so there was another black dude who was sitting on the couch sitting on the chairs we had the staff meeting. The staff meeting. And with all uh, those other staff. And <laughs> the the token Asian character. 
as Josh. well. Those were the Josh, the two other characters okay. of color. And also, and but Nancy. I also that yes, I'll, all right because I oh, yes. Yes, I want Nancy. to applaud. <laughs> Anytime it's not a white Christmas on a Hallmark movie. <laughs> so, like, that's really exciting to me. So, we did oh, yeah. have a couple characters that were not oh, yeah. Snow White. Um, and Josh, who's an Asian character in the bookstore, mm-hmm. I also was like, was he written to be Asian? And I don't know that he was. Yes. yes and yes, that yes, was yes, exciting yes. to me that they made a casting choice. So, that's why I was wondering also about... Mr. It's exciting Stanley. that they made a casting choice, but also the two characters that give comedic... Well, there's three characters that give comedic relief. Two of the three. So, 66% of the characters that gave comedic relief were comedic, uh, actors of color. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's... It's a Hallmark movie. That's I what mean, I kind no, of expect. My... I want, I want Mrs. Henley to have her own Hallmark movie. Oh, she was crushing she it. Was she was killing the, the game. Best. She's my the favorite. The last scene where William Anderson comes back and walks in and is like, hey, everybody's in my apartment. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Her, she was just <laughs> killing it. Like, her oh, yeah. reactions. Oh, yeah. Give her a movie! Her timing was off the chain. She was just enjoying it. Oh, yeah. And she was just, like, eating some candy right out of the wrapper and just, like, <laughs> yeah. making, like, side-eye at people. I yeah. was like, I want to hang out with her always. Oh, I can the- see why she was best friends with her 30-year-old tenant. The scene of yeah. her, like, trying to, like, <laughs> entice her to open up the box that revealed this, like, diamond ring was insane of her just mm-hmm, being like, yeah. well, it's, they're individually wrapped on two sides of the box. So, I mean, you could just separate. Oh, she was crushing it. Yeah. She's great. She was crushing and it. And she her. also did amazing work in Parenthood, where she played Jasmine's mom. Great. For all you Parenthood fans out there, or if you loved Be her, a fan of Mrs. You, would, you would love her in Parenthood. And yeah. she ends up with Luigi... She ends up with Luigi. And they're yeah. a very cute little couple. Yeah, which is interesting. They go uh, to the Nutcracker yeah. together, and she looks great. I think also that, used I think to be a dancer. She also used to be a dancer. The most yeah. stereotype <laughs> was Luigi. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That was written to be that. That's why oh, I'm yeah. not sure about the other character. It's also yeah. completely unclear why he likes... Darcy so much. And I wish we understood that. And I I know that it was just so that he could be the dad character to Mrs. Henley's mom character. Yeah. But still there should have been more why he's chosen to take her under his wing. Like, explain to me, like, what what does she, like, does she, like... He comes out onto the sidewalk care of his to give her the cat every day. Where was the bookstore in relation? his favorite magazine like yeah anything like bring him the paper darcy wasn't lovable enough she (laughs) was for the amount of love she was showered no yeah i think sorry darcy people were everybody was obsessed with her darcy basically were obsessed with her even though all she did was like not work (laughs) darcy basically was kimmy schmidt that's what i was gonna say she was a hundred percent kimmy schmidt Kimmy Schmidt, I understand more. I was going to say that's why I understand your Taylor Swift reference. Oh, yeah. She's like Kimmy Schmidt mixed with Taylor Swift. Right. Though, But, like, everyone being obsessed with her, that felt like Taylor to me more mm. than Kimmy. Mm. Kimmy has, like, a charm to her. But she, she tried it, though. She had the curls in her hair. But she Kimmy, had this, like, bubbly personality anywhere she went. She When she was trying to find uh, 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 William's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who we learned to be William's girlfriend, but we thought think it's Aiden's girlfriend... Uh, like the charm that she uses on both the oh. nurse and the no 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 dance teller dance teller receptionist at the dance I'm gonna, company. I'm gonna keep dance teller. You're right. Dance. You're right. Teller. Why did I try and change that? She was wearing like a ballet 
She had the bun. She was crushing it. She was ballerina AF. That mm. part made me really mad because <laughs> very bad uh, practices. Oh, yeah, yeah, like Darcy goes because so they have this picture of this mystery woman that they find in the apartment, Mrs. Henley, because she's the best. It's like, <laughs> oh well, that's at this ballet company, and she's, she's wearing mystical. a pin mm-hmm. from this. So like, she must be a dancer at this place. So Darcy goes down, and basically it's just like. Hi, I need to talk to I need to talk to this dancer. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't give out personal information. And here's what any sane person would have done. Uh-huh. She would have been like, there's a friend of mine has amnesia. Mm-hmm. We do not know who he is. He has a picture of this woman in his apartment. It's our only clue. Mm-hmm. Can you tell her that I would like to get in touch with her? Here's my number. And any person would have given, like, then passed on that message. Right. But what she does oh my, it, oh, okay. is she said, in Philadelphia, there's a man who made a room full of snowflakes just so some kids would smile. Janet, I have such respect for your total recall memory. But I have to <laughs> tweak what you've just said a tiny bit. Okay. That is like the second sentence she said. Because the first sentence is, I came all the way here on the train. <laughs> and that was the worst. Yeah. As though that's what would entice her to right. give out personal information. When the woman because was like... I came all the way here on the train. Yeah. Wah, 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 was wah. like, oh, we can't give out personal information about it. And she goes, No. No, that's not good enough. It's like, whoa, that's not going to get anybody to help you. No. No, more no. more flies with, with honey, baby girl. So she gave her stupid speech about snowflakes <laughs> and then was like, I think this one means something to him and we just need a little bit of Christmas magic. He doesn't know who he is. And it's and like, the you buried the lead Ballerina hard. is like, well, who am I to get in the way of Christmas magic? It's like, ugh. Same line someone that the nurse, you nurse also, Nancy. Yep. Nurse Nancy gave when she asked to uh, know more about the guy that she hit on the bike. Christmas. When Darcy asked more to give. Oh, when she's mm. like, Christmas can't, magic can't give up. Isn't a good enough reason. And I love Christmas. Christmas magic is not a good enough reason to give out someone's personal information that you have not asked permission. <laughs> yeah. That is such a violation so true. Of, their, true. of their personal... Here's a question yeah. that I have. Okay. We were invested so much in the life of the man whose son was in the hospital. Do we remember this guy? He watched uh, Bailey and oh, her bike oh, at the very the beginning. The customer. The customer. Yeah. Yes. Why was he... So he could watch the dog the first day. And then we learned more about him and his wife. I think it was just to show that like Darcy was beloved in her community. But like we had to see him twice though. Like if he just watched the dog in the bike. No, we saw him three times. He looked like James Cromwell from Babe. Yeah, that'll do. Big fair isle sweater, Mm -hmm. and again, that golf cap. You love a golf cap, Janet. This time it was appropriate. Because it was in a hospital. Because it was in a hospital. That's true. (laughs) Where you should wear a golf cap. It was on a man walking around. Where his son had appendicitis? Grandson. Grandson. Yeah. Grandson. But we haven't even talked about Aiden. Because there's so much to talk about. But you're right. Let's go there. Okay. He is very handsome. He's so handsome. But 
That's where the appeal ends. <laughs> because he wakes up in the hospital with amnesia, and he's great about it. He's cool with it. He's just like, let's just YOLO this amnesia. Yeah. He's just like, all right. YOLO this amnesia. <laughs> he did YOLO that amnesia. Hardcore. Very much so. That's amazing. He was like, I just want my dog. Like, that's like, all that's he asked cool. for. Hey, yeah, maybe bring some stuff so I can jog my memory. Like, he Take was time not at all Who are you? I don't care. Going back into my house for That he had no sense of self. Yeah. That he had no idea who he was. Like, every once in a while he would, like, express some concern. He's like... It was just, more concerning was, to Darcy. But it was more for, like, hypothetical people that might be looking for him. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I just feel like my family probably doesn't know where I am. But he was never just like... I don't know who I am. Yeah. He was never upset by that fact. I also got a real, like, youth pastor vibe off that guy. (laughs) Am I wrong? I mean, not my youth pastors. It was a very, (laughs) Hashtag not my youth pastor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Elena. And I will say this. I wish I'd been in your youth group. That was your youth pastor. No, 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 Let's try this. Oh, look, snowflakes. Well, he was, was a, a teacher. teacher. Yeah, oh, he was no. a third to fifth grade art teacher. Which made sense. Yeah. Once, yeah. yeah. Once it came back around, it made sense. However, Darcy, not a fourth grader. Not, no, no. <laughs> Though she did emulate a lot of Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. who was a fourth grader when she went to the bunker. And Ooh. I think that some of her outfits were chosen by a fourth grader. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. The worst. The worst. Mrs. Henley's were amazing, and hers were yeah. so bad. She had like she the. Do you remember the. Clothes. Who was. Oh, Martha Mayhew? Is that who it was? In The Grinch? Um. In the Grinch, the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch who sold Christmas, there okay. is the there is the like the drop dead gorgeous woman of the town who had that giant like puffy dress that uh, Darcy wore at the end of it, the red uh, dress. Yeah, and it was definitely like a, she's ready to seduce a swing dance. That absolutely, dress absolutely was not great. not a good choice. Also, but they Mrs. like Henley looked great. Mrs. Henley looked great. Also, I'm all about body image, but they forced cleavage in that shirt in that dress so much. Am I the only person no, who saw Terrence, that? You're right. They no, for- that's correct. Listen, listen. I know I know way too much about women's okay. fashion. So, uh <laughs> But they forced it by going together instead of going up. Instead of going up, correct. Which is they not just a great way it, to do it. They just pushed it here. So, it kind of was very <laughs> second season of Alias. Oh, oh, now you're hitting home. <laughs> I, Sorry. That is too an important soon, show to me. Well, okay. Also, on this podcast, <laughs> I have to ask, how many times has someone said, damn it, Janet? Because I feel like I would, the, if I... Do you want to you're be the first. first. Am I the first? Yeah. Okay, cool. Wonderful. Fantastic. I mean, not in life, but in this podcast. Now even yes. in life? You haven't gotten the damn it, Janet? No, she's no saying, you're not in the first in life. And not the first in life. Okay. You're the first in life. So, well, I know it's from Rocky Horror. Did you have a friend named Brad? No. Damn it. So, yeah. She's the red. Right, so, at, <laughs> on Christmas Eve... <laughs> damn Gina. Damn Gina. 
on Christmas Eve at this bookstore event, which is apparently their, like, signature event of the year, Mm -hmm. the newly minted general manager of the store is wearing a cocktail dress. Yeah. That even as a cocktail dress is not pretty. It looks like something you would wear to a father-daughter dance Mm -hmm. when you're 13. Without the Even then? Without the cleavage. Without the cleavage. Without the cleavage. Right. That could have all been made up, for all we know. That's a thing. Contoured cleavage. Someone watches a lot of RuPaul. No. <laughs> I watch makeup tutorials that come uh, up on Facebook, mm. and then they just play. And like, contour, and I think contour, it's hilarious. Anyway. I think the only reason why her dress was that red was to juxtapose her friend's dress that was that green. They were very, very... Very I thought Christmas. it was to match her lip. She had a real bright red lip. I think it's just to be like Christmas, she's the angel of Christmas. The red angel and the, the archangel. <laughs> yeah, she's the red Power Ranger of Christmas. <laughs> she's the mighty Morphin of Christmas. <laughs> Too bad because blue would have looked so nice on her. Hmm. But blue's not a Christmas color. I know. So here's the th- here's the thing that I did enjoy about this movie a lot. I had no idea who he was. Like it was a yeah. good mystery. They did. They did we keep us guessing. We were guessing. We were wrong. We you were right, right about, though, Janet. I, oh, thanks. Damn. Yeah, you crushed it. I was right about Damn some it, stuff. Janet. I was wrong about some stuff. But it was a good mystery, and we pointed out during the viewing that it's very similar to while you were sleeping. But in that movie, you know who he is. Like the audience mm-hmm. has the whole story. Whereas in this one, none of us knew who he, really who was. he was, yeah. except for that dog. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was a good mystery. And it, it was such a good mystery that at one point he references like a dance and then pulls her up to start dancing. And my first thought was, oh man, he could be lying about this whole thing and he's a serial killer. Like, I wanted yeah. that mystery to suddenly go real mystery. Yeah, this is it, it, ha- it had the potential. This he, wasn't a lifetime some, movie. He has so a few serial right, killer right. glance. He has some looks. He has some dead eyes. There are a few times he where did he have would some like. Dead eyes. But it was a great smile. Anytime he would, mm-hmm. like, be sad and he would, like, look at her with his sad face, I was like, is he going to kill her? That's because. And then he would turn back on that, like, hey. Yeah. Could jump on the PSATs, but and you'd be like, "Ooh, he's back!" It's because his character had no emotional depth. So anytime he suddenly tried to access it, it was like, "What?" and very yeah. off-putting. Yeah, because you're like, "No, you don't. You don't process anything in any sort of deep emotional way." Right? Because when he first, when she finds the diamond ring that he had had in his weekend bag, and when he sees it. He like gets. He's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go outside. I need, I need to go for a walk. And then he's basically like, this was my mom's ring. She passed away a long time ago. Okay, you just gave it so much more emotion than he did. He was. To, I think to quote him, he was like, I think I will take that walk. Like that's it. That's it. He delivered yeah. it very deadpan. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I think you're like, what's going on? Yeah, it's like when someone goes. Hey, can we talk? And they don't necessarily say it horrifyingly, mm-hmm. but just that phrase is like, yeah, yeah, I don't have all the information. I'm terrified because we were laughing a second ago. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. this happens a lot to me. Just kidding. 
That's a weird joke. Also, I have to uh, talk about these... um, uh, this breaking of the fourth wall in the script. Yeah. That was my yeah. absolute favorite part of everything. Because uh, before one commercial break, the what Mrs. Henley. 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 Mrs. Henley just goes, Well, this is getting interesting. Commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, perfect. She thinks she, she actually this said, story. This story is getting interesting. interesting and it was when yeah. they found the ring, the diamond ring. Mm-hmm. In his luggage, and she goes, "This story's getting in." <laughs> yep, like even like, more on the you're nose right. than you're giving it credit. I'm surprised like... she didn't like wink at the camera. Seriously though, <laughs> seriously though. And then there was another. It was something that he said. It was something that Aiden said, but I forgot what it was. Yes, but definitely on the same. Oh, we're was... we're figuring, we're piecing the puzzle together. Or we're oh, figuring yeah. everything out. He was like, "Yeah, we're, yeah, we're finally figuring everything out," and it's like. We know. Yeah, because we we're watching the movie. <laughs> when William Anderson, the real William Anderson, gets home, the and she's like, William "Well, Anderson. I'm gonna go," and he's like, "But we're just starting to solve the mystery. Don't you want to find out what happens? <laughs> 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 find out how it ends?" It's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. We're just about to cut to commercial. <laughs> Aren't? Don't you want to see who our? We've got about <laughs> 18 minutes left of this story. <laughs> Aren't you, you going to stick around? <laughs> Exactly. That's She's exactly like, no, I'm going to dedicate myself to my career for the first time in life. Yeah. And learn how to feed myself. And wear, Hopefully. Wear a weird business suit. I just want to know what that food tastes like. Like, it's a place called <laughs> Luigi's. I didn't I didn't see a pizza the entire time. No, it was all pasta. Even, even at the um, Christmas Eve Hoopla. celebration. Yeah, right. which he catered. Which he catered. There was no pizza. Yeah. No. So what do you sell? Christini. You think he had Christmas cannolis? <laughs> I think he definitely did. <laughs> oh, that's, there is Christmas no cannolis. doubt in my mind. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I would, I, would, I would get one of his Christmas cannolis. But how much would he charge you? $5. Which is what he charged her for her whole mm-hmm. meal. Every day. Why? Yeah, for so many things. Also, I, she I had felt the... like he was trying to like seduce her. For the amount of stuff that he, like, not how he was playing it, but all of this stuff adds up to, like, you want something from this person. Mm. That She's not offering you anything, and you're like, I'm do I'm going so far out of my way. I would, I wouldn't, I would get a creep vibe. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like we were missing one line of dialogue. That explained their relationship. When, and usually Hallmark... Spells out everything. Yeah, it's true. So the fact that they were—he was never like, "Your dad was my best friend." All we—I would have taken that. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. How far away was his bookshop from Luigi's? Well, she rode her bike. Mm-hmm. So it was in between the bookstore and her apartment. Less than a mm-hmm. less than a few miles. Mm-hmm. She also rode her bike less than a few months. Less than a few months. <laughs> okay. It's less, yeah, it's less the, than a few what, months away. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're sailing across the ocean okay. at this point. Okay. Okay. She also rode her bike with her bike with her coat open and her scarf not wrapped, which really bothered me. That I think that's another thing that will always bother us living in Chicago because we get cold. So when you're in a place that we know should be cold and you are not dressed for it, that 
that is speaking volumes about your ability to care for yourself. So this is a woman who can't button her coat and can't feed herself. Yeah. She's not ready for a relationship. No. She probably can't keep a house plant. She can't run a bookstore. I'm sur- She can't run a bookstore. I'm surprised Bailey stayed alive. <laughs> Here's my thing. I guess I don't it's know true. much about Philadelphia. Because nothing about it spoke Philadelphia to me. That happens a lot because it's never filmed in those places. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I get that. They had yeah. the like they had the stock image shots of New York when she went to Manhattan. Hundred mm-hmm. percent get that. But like the only true thing I know about Philadelphia is from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So <laughs> I don't. And I saw none of. There was no basketball court. There was no. <laughs> there was no fighting. There was no fighting. Like I don't. I don't. How do I know that this is Philadelphia? Well, Rocky steps. The Liberty Bell. Again, stock right. video. That's how you would do it. Right. I guess really. they I mean, that. They were clearly on their like small town set. Also, right. Janet just said that trying... Chaucer's was in San Francisco or California. There right? is a Chaucer's bookstore in California. So So I, mean. I think they just chose them. Guys, yeah, we bring in experts name. for this <laughs> podcast. It's true. Uh, how many books do you have in your apartment right now that have not been released? Oh. Um, 70. What? I was expecting you to say four. (laughs) (laughs) You have 70 books that have not been released yet? Yeah. Like, will be released in future dates or just like have never been put on? They're like spring spring 2018. Yeah. You're really impressive. It's not. It's but it's just like it's just part of the industry. That's how publishing works, and it was not represented in this. Movie. I think this is how it is with movies and getting screener copies before it comes out. Mm-hmm. And, hmm, I like this. They just sure, sure. They just come. Um. All right. Should we do Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame? Yeah, Let's we should. It. Let's do it. Hall oh. of Fame. Who wants to start? Oh, I'll definitely start. Start it up, Terrence. The Hall of Fame for this entire movie, from every scene, from every angle, from every obstacle, was Bailey. <laughs> Bailey the dog <laughs> was the Hall of Fame oh, of this movie. I can't agree with that. You can't agree with that? I'm, You're wrong. So yeah. Bailey <laughs> had all of the best moments. We get a shot of the dog. I don't want to say he or she. Again, 2017. Um... <laughs> But uh, we get a shot of the dog sitting on this plushy, comfortable chair. And mm-hmm. there's this, like, moment that they have where they connect. The dog, like, the, when, when the dog knows that it's home, runs straight into the house, gets into its bed, envious. Although uh, it's not its home. Yeah, it's William Anderson's home. Well, he was, okay, been there he was staying been there. there. His or smell the is dog there. was staying there for a while because it knew where it was and also... Uh, uh, Aiden was visiting from Akron or Akron. 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 Yeah. As one of the other characters pronounced it incorrectly. I wonder if he like doesn't speak like uh uh American. American. I wonder if his like English isn't American English, and he had to say Akron. Yeah, he's putting on an American accent. Mm -hmm. I think we're being kind. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's hallmark. Um. So yeah, Bailey is the Hall of Fame for this uh, entire movie. Yeah. Do you agree, Janet? Uh, no, I was just saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to fight you, your Hall of Fame. I love that you think that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. I love it. My Hall of Fame is 
The ending kiss I thought was super well done. Okay, cool. And they do an Amy Grant song from one of my favorite Christmas albums. And granted, if you listen to the whole song, it's not appropriate, but they cut it off right before it becomes about world peace and, like, children suffering. Mm -hmm. So it just becomes about, like, you're what I want when I grow up. But I love that they used that from my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas albums. I don't know who Amy Grant is. That makes sense. So that would have been my Hall of Fame. (laughs) Thank you. You've never even heard that name? I know who who's the arms of the angel person, woman. Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. I know Sarah McLaughlin, but I don't know. <laughs> I love that you Grant. gave me a runner up. Like, like another, I can, I know. I've, I've, heard, heard, of, I've heard of this lady. Listen, listen, listen there are. Do you want to name other so, women you've heard? Oh of? Oh my god, I will name all of the white uh, country singers. That like, is she country? Is that even country? I don't know. I'm gonna name them all. Okay, so Carrie Underwood. These are not, uh, these are not country. I'm going to say country now. <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah McLaughlin's not country. Amy Grant is not country. Uh, Carrie Underwood and okay. um, uh, the, uh, Miranda Lambert. Those are the two I got. Okay. All right. Cool. Good job, buddy. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Hall um, of Fame. I'm going to induct Nurse Nancy. Ooh. She did all the work. I kind of, at one point, I was like, I wish he was falling for her. Yeah. And also, like, uh, at one point, she was like, (laughs) hey, it would be great if we, like, took a walk. Mm -hmm. And then she takes him to the bookstore, and then she, like, walks with him around the neighborhood. She's so much better at sussing out clues than Darcy. She's like, oh, you walked your dog here? You probably know this neighborhood. Let's walk around. And I was mm-hmm. just like, this is the person you need on your team. And also, yeah. she was just, yeah, she was a nurse. She managed that recovery, and she did a great job. And then yeah. they left her in the cold. Well, she also got paid for all of her services. She got, yeah, that's what the money's for. Unlike yeah. Snowflake Maker, who's at <laughs> home, not on the clock. Just saying. Okay, Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame. Ooh, I have two for the Hall of Shame. Whoa. I know. Isn't this big? Uh, <laughs> the the first Hall of Shame that I have is the jump cut. The jump cut that happens uh, yeah. at the end of the movie between uh, the author of this book that's introduced at the very beginning. So this call back to this author. And it's him having this lecture circuit in front of the people who came. And it's a jump cut of just, like, this random city shot to times 10 of the people he was originally talking to in this, like, talkback series. That was terrible editing. Hallmark, get it together. It was really strange. Wow. Yeah, that was, that's the first one. Uh, that's the biggest one. But the second one, her, her friends, her co-workers. They were terrible. They were coworkers. They weren't friends. And but she's like, she, I love my friends. You're like, you don't have friends. But one of them came over her house. She said they were her yeah. family. Yeah. Dead. No. I believe and it. Those yes, are friends. Is their homestead. Okay. I believe the coworkers are family and you've got mail at the little bookstore. I do yeah. not believe it in this. Steve's on is everyone's family. The <laughs> The the one the the woman I forget her name I forget her character's name but which like, is saying something which is saying something uh was just so like judgy mm-hmm. and like pushy for everything and it was just like come yeah. on now 
I kind of loved... It felt like this should have been played passive-aggressive, but it wasn't. It was really (laughs) genuine. When she's like, why don't you apply for a general manager? And she's like, I just finished my PhD, and I'm going to leave and go get something in my PhD. (laughs) You should apply for it. Which, like, the underlining tone was like, because you have no life goals. You don't have an education. You've never done anything. And then Josh was just, like, there. I love his shirt. Those gifts. He was just wrapping those gifts. Funny holiday t-shirts under his cardigan. He got really excited about meeting Anthony Cheever Parks. Mm -hmm. Like really excited. But like Mm -hmm. he, all of the lines that they like set him up for for comedy. Yeah. Fell flat. Oh yeah, that's a common thread in Hallmark movies too. (laughs) So uh, those (laughs) poor writers are like, that was supposed to be funny. Dang it. (laughs) Those are the two people that I'll have to put into the Hallmark Hall of Shame. Okay, the Hall of Shame for me is that um, Darcy didn't charge her phone. Ah. She goes to New York. She like fights to get the number of this woman from the ballerina teller, mm-hmm. dance teller, um, and <laughs> dance then teller. leaves a message, gets back on that train, her phone dies, and she never charges it. So someone tries to call and give her information, which the whole time we are out loud going, charge your phone. Yeah. Charge your phone. And it's not even like she doesn't realize it. She knows like at it. At one point she's she like, my care. phone's dead. Yeah. So... The fact that this woman can't button a coat, can't feed herself, can't charge a phone. Uh, mm. Not a fan of it. Mm. Um, but that specifically was like, someone someone charged that phone. This is important information that's going to come through. Mm. It's the information so, she saw yeah. out. Holla shame. That charge is, your phone. Okay. I want to sneak in a Hall of Fame Part B that mm. I just remembered. Go ahead and try. So, Darcy... <laughs> we'll see what happens. Darcy is named after Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, and she said it was her mom's favorite book, and it's just so nice that she wasn't named Lizzie. Because most people who love Pride and Prejudice would name their daughter Lizzie, but she was named Darcy, and I thought it was adorable. I think if okay. I heard someone named Lizzie, I would think Lizzie McGuire, but I'm also not as well-read. <laughs> Thanks for being honest. That's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Um, My my Hall of Shame, no surprise, is a book thing. Yeah. So, (laughs) at one point, Darcy and Aiden are talking, and she was, she, like, asks him who his favorite author is, and he's like, I don't know. And she says, I think everyone should declare a favorite author. It's like a zodiac sign. No, 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 that it's infuriating. It's, I think it's the exception that somebody's like, this person is my favorite author. It's always like, oh, that's such a hard question. I can't yeah. decide. Okay. How do you feel about Zodiac signs? I mean, whatever. I took a, <laughs> I saw a article on the internet today that was like which celebrity personifies your zodiac sign and mine capricorn was michelle obama so i feel great about it nice currently but i'm not done with my hall of shame um (laughs) so that's all foreshadowing for later when aiden regains his memory and he goes my favorite authors are william faulkner and patricia highsmith nope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nope 
that human being does not exist. Patricia Highsmith does not exist? No, though a, a human being oh, who, who loves likes William Fonder. Those two authors are their favorite author. Gotcha. No, ma'am. Can you explain this to me? Well, I... How can I explain this? You can tell me what they wrote. Um, but, well, so, okay. So, William Faulkner wrote, like, As I Lie Dying. Uh, did he write Look Home, Angel? No. The Sound and the Fury. Okay. Um, he writes Southern Gothic Southern Gothic novels okay. in Stream of Consciousness style. Okay. Patricia Highsmith wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley okay. and many other psychological thrillers. It's, listen, it's possible for a person to like both of these authors. But, but it does not, the character that they've created, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. And it's like such a jumbled, it's, it's just like they picked two famous classic authors out of a hat and we're Mm -hmm. like, he reads, but there's nobody that would like, there's nobody that would name those two authors as their favorite authors. It does, it's this. not a cohesive theory of a character. I would think that the author of the script, the screenwriter, would name those two authors. Because wouldn't you just naturally choose your favorite authors? Maybe. Mm. Those two authors, like, naming those, that's also very pretentious. Yeah, she, she specifically super... said that she could not have a love interest unless he read. Right, and, and was excited like, about books yeah. coming out. It's a, it's, a, it's a super, like, college freshman Thing to do. <laughs> okay. Like, so I love William Faulkner. Yes. Like follow up sure question. What what author is his favorite author? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh I mean I mean this guy, like Nick Hornby. Ah <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, cause he's not super emotionally deep. Yeah. And Nick Hornby? This guy has a great read. This guy thinks Nick Hornby is hilarious. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Terrence, thank you so much for oh, being this on was our so podcast. Much fun. Thank you, Do you love Hallmark movies? Uh no, but uh this was a fun <laughs> way to watch one. And Janet, congrats on getting the tree up. It looks beautiful. Thank it does. You. Also, I saw your little ornament that says Janet nineteen eighty four. Uh, like yeah. Orwell. 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 Listen, that's, that's be together. born in December and you live your life with baby's first Christmas you've, ornaments. You've given out a lot of personal information on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the month of December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People yep. Can, yep. Okay. Like I said. Don't steal her identity. You're a good sleuth. That's true. I love putting things together. Also, just for listener reference, she also has pigtails in her hair. Uh, great. Elena, no. Elena does. Yeah, which the doesn't Elena the sleuth take away from my sleuthery. I was I am actually a card carrying member of the Molehole Mystery Club. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mailed in for that after I read a book. Okay. I, read, I did read a lot of mysteries mole as a kid. Yeah, they were moles that solved mysteries underground. Boom. All right. And on that, uh, good night. This has been Hallmark (laughs) of Shame. No shame here. (laughs) Mohole. Bye. (laughs) Uh.